Good morning, Huskies. My name is Kevin. I'll be your host for today. And welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out Huskies. Thank you for tuning in. Huskies, final week is upon us. With that being said, I want everyone to know that the AAC has lots of resources to help you have a smooth and successful week and help you to start your finals grind. Stop in to strategize with a coach and complete a five-day study plan to help you prepare for your finals. The AAC on the Hartford campus is hosting final prep workshops Monday, December 5th at 3 p.m., Tuesday, December 6th virtually on WebEx, and Wednesday, December 7th at 3 p.m. also. More information on these workshops can be found on the AAC's website, achieve.uconn.edu. Now, for the main topics of today's episode, we'll be talking about UConn Hartford's USG. The undergrad student government. USG at the University of Connecticut Hartford campus has existed in a variety of forms. It has used different names since 1974. From 1974 to 2004, the Hartford campus offered only general education courses for first and second year students. During those 30 years, USG served primarily as a campus-wide programming board. In 2004, the Hartford campus began offering four-year degree programs. The enrollment of upper-class students increased, helping to mark a substantial shift and increase the, the number of students and student clubs who are today referred to as registration student organizations. The USG's mission and activities strive to complement the administration's goals to meet the new demands of student engagement. For today's special guest, we have USG President Andy Lanza. Hi everyone, my name is Andy. I'm the undergraduate student body president. Uh, my major is pre-teaching and my minor is public policy. I'm also a sophomore. Okay, so Andy, as president of the USG, what are some responsibilities that you have? Yeah, so I want to first thank you guys for having me on. Pleasure. No problem. Um, so one of my main uh responsibilities is some of you might see me on every other Monday up in the big conference room that overlooks the atrium. Um, that's where we hold our USG Senate meetings and I chair those meetings, which means I run them, make sure it runs in an orderly fashion. Um, and what we do in those Senate meetings is pass budget requests, talk about concerns that students have at the campus. And there's also actually a public comment section um, at the beginning of our agenda where anyone can from the public can come and voice their concerns and USG will take that and work on it. And it might not be answered that meeting, but it might it will probably be answered in future Senate meetings as well. So to go off of that, USG Senate meetings are open to the public as well as committee meetings actually too. So all that is on the website, our website, usg.harford.ucon.edu. You can go look at that. Um, but besides running those Senate meetings, I have a lot of conversations with campus administration. So the campus director, the campus associate director, um, and my main goal is what I do. It's why you see me in the atrium so, so much is I go and talk to students and listen to their concerns because I bring those concerns back to campus administration so that we can work on it together. You know, there are some things that are out of USG's control and it's a campus thing. So I try to take those to them so they understand um, the pulse of the campus, I feel like, a little bit better. Even though we have really good campus directors here and the associate campus director, um, but, you know, they can't always be down in the atrium like we can. So those are the two main, main things. All right. And what are some ways that students can get involved with USG? Yeah, so if you want to get involved in USG in particular, uh, if you go to that same website, uh, there's a section about committees, and you click on that tab, it brings you down to the Join Now. There's a Join Now section, and it brings you to this form. If you fill out the form, pick the committee that you would like to join, and also attach your resume, um, and you submit it. The chair of that committee that you want to join will reach out to, schedule an interview, and then things will go from there. So, yeah. All right. So do you guys have any big events planned for the upcoming semester? Yeah. So a lot of our planning for events for the upcoming semester get done during our winter me meeting time, which this year will be December 20th and the 21st. So that is where all committees will break out into their committees and we'll do some group work together on coming up with 
different events that students want to see at the campus. I can tell you that at the involvement fair, which is right when we come back, uh, we will have some giveaways at our table at the involvement fair. And then we also are going to have hoodies too. We're giving away hoodies um, pretty early on next semester as well. So those are a couple of things to look forward to um, that USG is planning on doing. I will definitely be stopping by for a hoodie on that day. <laughs> um, if a student wants to create a club, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, so one of the cool things is uh, since the time I've taken over as president, from the help of so many, so many uh, other people in USG and people outside of USG too, clubs have grown so much at the campus. Um, we're up to now, I think, 25 clubs on campus, which is amazing. Um, last year, at like... A year ago, we were at like 10, 11 clubs. Yeah. So uh, if you want to join a club, you can reach out to Mubera, who is our advisor at USG. And she's also student activities coordinator. And you can also reach out to the vice president, who's Andrea. And all you need to create a club is four people. You need a president, vice president, a treasurer, and also a secretary. So if you have four people that uh you share the same likeness in say you like flag football for example flag football four people i don't know if you could play football with four people but uh <laughs> i'm sure that'd be very popular at the campus actually so you can all you need is four people and your club is up and running you gotta fill out um some forms you gotta go through a little bit of training you gotta write a little constitution which there is a template for so you're not going in writing a constitution blind um but then you can request funding from USG to help fund uh, what you want to do and yeah, go from there. All right. So for those who want to create clubs, go ahead and do it. It sounds pretty simple. All right. So thank you, Andy, for providing us with these fun and engaging activities on campus. Uh, just to let everyone know, the undergrad student government is located in room 139A in the Hartford Times building. All right, so Andy, so how did you get involved in being a president in the first place? Yeah, so it was actually kind of crazy how it all went down. Um, when I first joined USG uh, a year ago, actually, uh, I joined as a freshman and I came in and I applied to the Student Affairs Committee. And at the time, uh, the Student Affairs Committee had two people in it, including myself. So it was chair and then I became vice chair default. Um, and that number kind of represented what all of USG was like at the time when I first came, I could count on two hands, how many people were in USG and that includes executive board that includes committee members, everything actually at the time we didn't even have a vice president. So we only had a president, uh, chief of comms and a treasurer on the e-board, no, uh, vice president. And then we had our chairs of our committees too. And I think, as if I remember correctly, the highest amount of members we had in one committee was four. Um, and that was for a finance committee, three or four. Um, so the president before me uh, decided that they were not gonna run for reelection, they were gonna resign. And at that time, USG was kind of up in the air about the future and uh, they asked me to run for president because I have prior experience from government before. I was did government in high school and a little bit in middle school as well. Um, but they asked me to run for president. I and I ended up doing it obviously, and I made sure that one of my biggest things is I wanted to grow the USG obviously. So we. Got a vice president, amazing vice president, um, and filled out the rest of the e-board. Now, in our constitution, which is on our website, it says that for senators, we should have nine senators. At the time, we had two senators. <laughs> yeah. And actually, right now, at the time we're filming this, we have three. But we're swearing in new senators next week, and we'll have a total of eight. So that eight will be the highest that... UConn Hartford like being in the city of Hartford has ever seen in the five years that we've been here uh, which is really really good 
But when I took over, I wanted to surround myself with really, really good people. And together, through many, many hours, uh, we got to the point where we are at now, which is 35 members strong in USG. All executive board positions are filled. We actually added a executive board position. We um, almost have a full Senate at eight senators. Um, and, you know, we're doing a lot of good things. And I think the difference between the USG of last year, literally 365 days ago, and now is like such a stark difference. And I couldn't be more happy with the work that we've done. And it hasn't just been USG. It's been all the great students that have come up to us and gave us their ideas of what they want to see. Because one of our jobs is to listen <laughs> to, to the student body. Because we are elected. Most of us are elected by the student body. Um, so every day we do things for the student body. And I'm very, very happy with where things have come. And, you know, we have a great semester coming ahead of us where we're going to do even bigger and better things. Oh, I'm sure of it. But one thing I really do like about your experience is that you weren't afraid to get involved your very first year in college. I feel like a lot of freshmen, they're like, I just want to fill my first year yeah. out. And then they don't want to get involved in clubs or anything because they just want to um, kind of stay to themselves because they don't really know anybody. Yeah. But I was kind of the same way going in, but I'm glad that, you know, ought to push me mm -hmm. kind of to like get involved with stuff that's how i got involved with this podcast that we're doing here today and i feel like that would probably be one of the best things freshmen can do because you'll meet so many new people and have such a great experience that will stay with you forever yeah i agree i think one of the best things you can do up front is get uncomfortable <laughs> about things exactly and i was very uncomfortable when i first joined usg um even with the prior experience that I had being in government, I was very uncomfortable. But what I've learned is at the college level, when it comes to getting involved, there's not going to be really people that come to you to get involved, right? We, our biggest things here at this campus are involvement fairs. And that is sort of our only time to be like, hey, and that's where all the clubs are. This is, that is our time and their time to be like, hey, this is our club join us right but i think what you said like some freshmen want to feel things out i think it's important for freshmen to get involved first semester like first couple weeks at the campus um you're going to meet so many great people i'm sure you feel the same way like being in aac um i honestly don't know what my life would look like if i didn't join usg i think a lot i think a problem that regional campuses have is especially when it comes to hartford waterbury avery point stanford's different because they have housing down there but we don't have housing right so students come here for class and then they leave and go home or go back to stores if they're living on stores i think one of the goals that usg has been trying to do for the past year um, and beyond is how can we find a way to keep students on campus for a little bit longer to stay engaged with us and a couple weeks ago before break for, before Thanksgiving break we had an open mic um, in the atrium that started at four o'clock and you know if you're here on a Thursday there's like barely anyone here at four o'clock and there are a lot of people that showed up for the open mic we um, got uh, desserts and those were gone in five minutes <laughs> we had coffee that was still there um, but it just goes to show you what getting involved can do if you see someone sitting by themselves in the atrium nine times out of ten I would even say 9.9 .9 times out of ten if you go up to them and start talking to them that's one more conversation you would have had if you didn't go up to them right and I think I think it goes back to the whole thing of being okay with being uncomfortable at first because you're going to be uncomfortable at first, but it's overcoming that. And if you can overcome that, figure out a way to come overcome that, then you're going to have a lot more fun of a time at, 
uh, this campus. Right, because what you just said was me the first three, four weeks of the semester. And my parents saw that odd for me because all throughout school, I was always like an extrovert. I was always yep. social with people. And it was like, I'm surprised that you just go to class and you just come back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like by week four, when I was um, offered the idea about the podcast, I was kind of skeptical about it because I was like, I'm new to this environment. I don't know anybody. And it's like, I'm still trying to get adjusted to class. But looking back on week four, I'm so glad that I said yes, because I met lovely people like my castmates, Makai and Caesar, And we laugh so much all the time when we get together. Like, it's just fun. Like, it's just funny all the time. Yeah. So it's like, I'm glad I made that decision because now I'll have that with me for the rest of my life. A hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree with you. I, my half of my first semester when I was a freshman, I would literally just come here for class and go home. Now I live in stores, so it's a half hour drive for me <laughs> to come from stores to Hartford. Um, but I would come up for literally one class, stay for the class and then go home right after. Um, so I often think back to that and being, if it wasn't for USA, I don't know if I would have gotten involved. I probably would have been miserable and counting down the days that I could go to the main campus and stores, which is where I am. <laughs> um, like I grew up in stores. So like I don't just live there like off, like in the dorms. I have grown, I grew up there. Um, but yeah, I don't think if I didn't get involved, I literally think I'd be coming here at nine o'clock and leaving at noon and going home and probably sleeping but <laughs> doing stuff like this is way better than i think sleeping even though sleeping is important so. exactly and i know people have the fit like they don't like being uncomfortable yeah but once you get past it it's so rewarding and you just laugh about it at the end because our very first episode we were over here stuttering over our words like can we do a retake can we do that yeah. over again but once we got past it we was like this is nothing yep. and we have fun even throughout the the hardships that we had that day mm -hmm. and we just can we just continue to have fun with it like we did today yeah. we, we had hardships before we started yeah so exactly it's like you learn how to roll with the punches and you just learn to laugh and just yep. love everything yeah yeah i think um the way you learn is by messing up and going through hard times so you know you guys learned from messing up your first <laughs> during yep. your first podcast right so that's how you learn trust me i have made more mistakes than i can count on probably if i had 10 hands i probably made more mistakes in usg than on those 10 hands right but the important part is you learn from them and that's what should matter at the end of the day if you can yes making mistakes is good right it's how you learn but if you can go from that and learn something that you'll take for maybe the rest of your life then that's really really powerful that's more powerful than a compliment i believe right um that sticks with you more yeah i had an experience like that in middle school kyle was on the student council body in middle school yeah and i was join usg I was the treasure. I might. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might. I don't know the future holds. I might. But I was the treasurer that year and I was good at math. So <laughs> I did I did what it was asked of me, right? But I left the money box alone for like two seconds. Yeah. Because I told I told my partner, I said, I have to go to the bathroom. So I left the, the box there. He also left. Oh nice. So Did then, money get stolen? No, money didn't get stolen, oh, okay. but our um our president, she saw uh -oh. that the box was left untended. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we came back. She was like <laughs> Both of y'all left the box unintended, yeah. so we were just like, um, I asked this dude to cover for me, and he left too. So it's like, <laughs> from that moment, I learned that there are certain things that you just have to yep. be more accountable for, yep. and you just have to be like, you know what? I'm going to be an adult and find a way to figure this out. 100%. Because at that point, I could have just been like, you know what? I don't even like this thing. I'm just going to quit. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I made them. I made the mistake, and it's not yeah. like she's coming down on me for it. She just letting me know, yeah. be more mindful for next time. One hundred percent, and that goes to an important thing too of being in positions like this, like being where you guys are, being in podcast group, and us being where we are in the roles that we have at USG. 
I think one of the most powerful things is being able to take constructive criticism from people. And if you can take constructive criticism and not take it personally, when it comes to constructive criticism, that's how you learn. Right. And what I have, what I hope I have done with USG is we all give each other constructive criticism. We're all good friends in USG. Um, but to being able to put that friendship aside for at least a little bit and being able to take a little bit of constructive criticism. Hey, I've been handed constructive criticism. Even some may say criticism for since day one. And I look at it and I don't get mad about it because I know that's what comes with being in the job. And I want to learn too. And that's the only way that you can learn is through that kind of constructive criticism. Exactly. And, and don't get me wrong. Like it's hard to sit there and take criticism but you have to 100%. look at how yep. someone is saying it. Yep. It all goes in how you deliver it because if you deliver it in a horrible way, of course yep. someone's going to be offended because they're going to take it personal. Yep. But if you say it in a calm way, they're going to be like, you know what? I didn't actually think about it from that mm -hmm. perspective. And then they're going to go back and they're going to self-reflect and be like, how can I be better? Yeah. And then that's how we all grow as people. And you can see too, not everyone is the same in how they take in the constructive criticism. I think um, everyone's different. So one thing that you can say to someone else and you say that you could say the same exact thing to another person that you told someone and they could take it a totally different way. So I think being in a situation, you learn about each other and you learn about different ways that people take constructive criticism. Right. Um, so I think that's really important, too, is definitely the delivery like what you said the delivery of it is most important so if you're going to come up as being you know a prick <laughs> that's not going to help anyone but if you can come off and be like hey i'm telling you this because i care about you and i want to see you grow not only as a person but as a leader in any position then they'll they should sit there and be like okay awesome and the thing is as a true team you guys should be able to sit down and have the hard conversation 100%. because at the end of the day, you guys are the ones going into battle together. Yeah. You guys are the ones that are supposed to have each other's back. So as long as it all comes with love and you guys are looking out for each other, yeah. it's all for the best at heart 100%. at the end of the day. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try to see like where else we should go with this. Like, do you have any other personal stories that you want to share? Uh, personal stories. Um, let's see. I don't know, man. I think just with going back to the whole just USG in general thing, I think um, USG, I'm speaking about this, you know, in for the future of USG. I think because, you know, one thing I think we all have to think about in any leadership position is your time there is limited. You're not going to be there forever. You don't own that position. Um, actually, your represent your the people you serve own that position because <laughs> they will vote you in to vote you out. Um, and I think for USG to keep su succeeding in the future is I always say to people, every single person at this campus is qualified to be in any of our jobs in USG. Anyone is qualified to be president. Anyone's qualified to be vice president, treasurer, chief of communications, senator, anything like that. But I think the key is to being open to learning, right? And I had to learn a lot on the fly when I became president. And I f hope that, or I know when the person after me comes along, whoever that may be, that I can give them the knowledge that I have from being president, but also in a way that this is going to be <laughs> your baby now. USG is going to be yours. And people, the next person might be totally different than how I am, handle things totally differently. But that person is going to handle things the way they think 
it should be handled. And I think it's important to try and understand that. You might, what I always say too, you might disagree with someone, um, but if you can sit down and have a conversation with them, you might not be able to come out of that conversation and be like, oh, I agree with that person 100% now. I feel like you come out of a conversation like that and you get an understanding of why they feel that way. I think that's when the most important aspects of life, honestly, is forget like the whole, you know, USG part right now, but just going forward in life, you're going to work with people you don't like. And there is not going to be an easy way out unless you want to quit your job and then have to go find another job where you probably go to that place and the same thing is going to happen. But being able to have a good working relationship with that person, no matter how you feel about them and put your differences aside. And if you're doing it for a common good, which in our case is the student body, you're doing it for a common good. Then at the end of the day, if you both can go home and be like, the work that we did today helped the student body, then that is something that should help you sleep good at night. <laughs> Trust me, we, we've we all had that group project where you had that one member that would never uh, hold their weight yep, on the project. Yep. And somehow your teacher would force you to have to work together with that person. Yep to get the assignment done yeah and it's like if you can go into a situation and take your personal feelings aside and you be like you know what we all have an objective to get done let's just figure out the best way to get this done quickly and efficiently so that we don't have to be at each other's throats yeah. at the end of this as long as the work gets done and it's quality work that's all that matters at the end of the day yeah and you know you don't really see this more at the college level more at the high school level when it comes to projects and everything. And I love that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, you know, in high school and a little bit here at this campus because our campus is small and you get to, you recognize people now when you go to class, especially if, like myself, I've been going here for, no, this is my second year. And you start to, rec and you start to recognize people. And I think in high school is, <laughs> high school was small, right? It, you were just really basically taking classes with your senior class, junior class, whatever. Um, and there could be drama within your own high school group. So if so-and-so doesn't like this person, you're not supposed to like that person either. Cause so-and-so doesn't like that person. Yep. Group loyalty. <laughs> group loyalty. So imagine you're in a class with that person that you're not supposed to like, and you got to do that project with them. What are you going to do? You're going to ignore them. I mean, I've been in situations like that. I'm sure we've all been in situations like that, but to stand up, be the bigger person, and be like, hey, whatever happened, happened. It could still be going on. But you all, we all have a group project, too. I'm sure we all want a good grade on it. I'm sure we don't want to fail. So let's work together so we can get this project done. And at the end of the project, we can go our separate ways, right? Because mm -hmm. right now, we're all adults. We're going into adulthood right now. But also... High school is free. Yeah. That junk right there is yep. free. But what we're doing right now, we are paying for this. So no one here is trying to be like, you know, I'm not trying to waste thousands of dollars 100%. on here on a project. So it'd be like, you know what? We're going to get this done somehow. And yeah, we're going to get a good grade on it yeah. somehow. Yeah. So that also plays a part in it. And that right there makes everyone's life easier. 1,000%. You're paying money now to go get a degree, which is then going to go help you get a job somewhere. Exactly. And you don't have time for, like, the high school, you know, stuff that happened. Um, you don't want to carry that over. I mean, like you said, we're all adults here. Um, adults don't argue over. Eh, I can't say all adults. <laughs> <laughs> Some adults do do still do that. But most of them, um, you don't hear petty conversations like that. Like, so-and-so said this about me. So-and-so said that about <laughs> me. Um, no, you handle it. You be the bigger person. You put that aside. You got to have thick skin um, in anything that you do. Um, but yeah, it's all about a common goal. We should all share a common goal in life. So here from right now until the day you die. 
Exactly. You will always run into people oh, that you don't 100%. like. But you will always have to end up working with them in some type of capacity. Yeah. And you won't like it. But you will have to get it done because that's part of life. You work with people you don't like. As long as you have mutual respect for each other, that's all that matters yeah. at the end of the day. And I think I want to be a teacher. I'll be a history teacher. So, you know, <laughs> at a school, the number of history teachers are very small. You got like four or five history teachers, maybe. If you don't get along with one of those other history teachers, and that could be because you don't like their teaching style, right? But you also have to understand, hey, they teach a certain way. I teach a different way. And it's important to understand that and be like, hey, we're here for the students. We're trying to help the students learn. Um, but yeah, you could be in small groups like that. And it's a lot it's a lot easier now in life and being in college to throw that stuff on the back burner and like take yourself out of that situation, right? And like leave the club, leave whatever. Um, but in that work environment, you're <laughs> you're kind of stuck there a little right. bit. Unless you, like I said, unless you want to quit and go find another job somewhere where the chances of that happening again are pretty high. Um, so, and then you got to go to a new place, meet new people. You know, they might have preconceived notions of you just by you walking in. Like literally just you walking in the door, how you look, how you dress, things like that. Which sadly still happens in our country where you walk in, you look a certain way. And you're automatically not going to get hired for that position. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that that still happens in our country, but it's something that, you know, still happens and it's gradually yeah. getting better. First impressions are always important, no matter what stage of life you're at, it's always important. Yeah. But making sure that you don't bring your personal feelings in, like you said, is so important because you you don't want to be in that small circle of professors being like, I got a C in your class yeah. because you didn't know how to teach. Yeah. Like that's not gonna be a good look for you. Don't go on rate my <laughs> don't go on rate my you go on rate my professor. People get creamed on there. Oh my god. But yeah, no, I think you know, just being able to work with people is really really important. And that's something that I've learned through USG. You can't. It's not a one man show or a one woman show. It's a group thing. You all you succeed and you fail together. Exactly. I've been on teams all throughout my life in school, outside of school. So I know what it's like to have to work together to accomplish something. And it's ne and it's never going to be easy. It's never going to be easy to get multiple people on the same page cuz it's hard to get two people on the same page. <laughs> yep. So so I know it's difficult. Yep. But when you put your minds together and you be like, you know, we have one common goal. If we complete this goal, this right here will be best for everyone mm -hmm. here. That motivation will bring everyone to bring their A game every yep. day. And you'll be surprised about what you can do when you guys work together. Yeah. It's a give and take, I believe. It's, you know, when you start, you all come to the negotiating table, right? You all have your, how you think, if we're still, you know, going off the whole project thing. You have your way that you think the project should go. This other person has a way they think their project the project should go. And you come to the table and it's like, okay, this is what I believe. This is what so-and-so believes. This is what so-and-so believes. I bet you anything, there is a common thing within all, the, all three of those. You build your project around that. Um, and then you take certain aspects from each one and you put that in there, right? Where each person feels like they had a say in what happened. What I don't think should happen is someone dominates the conversation and it's their way or the highway when it comes to things, right? Because that's a sign of a bad leader, right? Where it's only you looking down a very narrow hallway. Um, but a sign of a good leader is they sit down and they talk to everyone. They gain in all that knowledge and they come up with something with the help of them based off of their ideas that creates great events or different things that you're doing like for usg that's what we do we sit down we listen to people and based on what people tell us is our output of our equation when it comes to usg right and don't be a tyrant leader if you say you're going to be a leader because exactly. i've had that situation happen to me plenty of times in the past where i had someone who just wanted to dominate everything yep. and like you said it was their way or the highway 
you do not want to be the person no. that gets voted off the island. Nope. Not only nope. are you looked at as the worst member, yep. but you get the worst grade because now everyone's like, I don't want to work with you. Yep. And the rest of the group stays together. Yep. So when they create something great and they're phenomenal, you're left to, out there to dry. And you're wondering, what, what, why did everything go wrong? Yep. Because it was your way of the highway. Yep. There's multiple opinions that need to be heard. And if you want to be a good leader, you need to take in all those opinions and be like, how can we incorporate a little bit of everyone's ideas to make this the best version it can be? Yeah, I think, you know, two brains is better than one. Three is better than two. Four is better than three. (laughs) Right? I mean, the more people, the better output you're going to have when it comes to different things. And I think that's important no matter... No matter where you go, no matter what profession you decide to do, no matter what club you decide to join, um, that is really, really, really important when it comes to things. Now, this this completely off topic mm-hmm. from what we were just talking about, but you you said that you lived on the stores, right? Yeah. And you went here. Yeah. So, I know your situation was different because when you live on stores, you still can go to the events and stuff that they have over there. But for people that are strictly just commuters and they just go here or one of the other regional campuses, it really is important for you to find something to do after class. At least when you're on stores, you still can meet with other people that dorm there. You can still go to the other events that are still hosted on the main campus. Mm -hmm. But when you but when you don't stay anywhere on the campus grounds, you need to find something that keeps you involved, that keeps you steady. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I think, you know, I've been very fortunate in the way that I've been brought up um, growing up in stores. My um, my father is a professor at UConn, so I have that too. Um, and I often see too that, again, going back to the way I was brought up, and I think something that, <laughs> if none of you guys have been to stores Connecticut, the <laughs> I went to a high school where there was little to no minority representation at EO Smith, which is the high school I went to. And if you look around stores, so stores is like part of Mansfield. Stores is basically the Yukon area, and then you got a bigger part which is Mansfield. Um, I live close that close to Yukon where I'm considered in the stores area. So if you look at Mansfield as a whole, Mansfield is not very diverse, (laughs) not very diverse. And one of the things I noticed coming to UConn Hartford is I believe UConn Hartford is one of the most diverse campuses, if not the most diverse campus across all of UConn. And one thing I often think about too, when I was first elected as president, I we literally think about this all the time me being a white male right how am i supposed to represent this population which is of minority color minority race everything like that how can me being a white male represent those people and try to understand their life and what they're going through right now because i'm fortunate enough where since my father is a professor here, I don't have to pay for tuition to come to UConn. I know students that have a hard time paying their tuition to come to UConn Hartford, let alone you go to UConn Storage, which is even higher than UConn Hartford. So I recognize that I have had a better upbringing than most people, and I'm fortunate in that aspect. Um, But since that time i have made it a point to attend different things on campus to understand different cultures different religions i've spent in many conversations with the msa muslim student association here on campus and understanding what their experiences are like right and i think that has brought so much more perspective into my life um and i am so happy that i got to experience this and i'm experiencing it now because when i first got enrolled to yukon i wanted to obviously go to stores because you know live there and that's a flagship campus 
<laughs> so when I got into Hartford, I was like, I don't want to be here. I just want to, you know, <laughs> do my two years. That's how people think of it. It's like, you know, almost as prison sentence, you know, going and it's like, I got to do my two years at a regional, 54 credits, and then I can be released into <laughs> going to stores. <laughs> so I think that's how I felt. I don't want to be at UConn Hartford. And I didn't plan on getting involved at all. Just wanted to do my credits, 54 credits, and then I could leave. But once I came here, I got involved, started going to different events, different meeting with different people, talking to different people about their experiences. And not only changed me as a person and changed me as a leader, but it gave me understanding of what other people are going through. Because I feel like for a lot of people that grow up in a fortunate household, they don't understand what it's like to be in someone else's shoes. And one of the things that I pride myself in doing is putting myself in other people's shoes and understanding where they're coming from. And you know, that's why one of my big things I wanted to tackle was food insecurity at the campus. Because I know for me personally, I can go home for dinner tonight and I don't have to worry about whether I'm gonna eat tonight or not. But the fact of the matter is that there are students on this campus, there are students on Avery Point, Waterbury, Stanford, even Yukon stores, which is a flagship campus, multi-million dollars campus, and there are still kids going hungry on that campus. But obviously I care at this point more about Yukon Hartford and it hurts me to see that kids, you know, go hungry here. There are kids that don't eat breakfast, don't eat lunch, and then they're expected to perform well in class. You're, you're expected to perform well, do good on your final, do good on your midterm. You might have two finals back to back without having eaten anything for breakfast or anything for lunch. And you're expected to go, to go in there, do well, um, it's just unrealistic, I believe. And, you know, USG has tried to do our part in helping with that through, you know, food trucks that we brought to campus. But we also believe that, um, this is a conversation that goes beyond us, the students, uh, USG. And it's not something that USG because when you think about it, where is funding coming from for USG? It's the students. So you're telling me that the students are paying for their own food indirectly or directly because they're paying their fee for us to then use to bring in a food truck. So they're basically paying us to go get this food truck so that they can eat even for just one day. So, for example, we were going to bring in the way station, which is the grilled cheese place, and they were going to come in once a week all through November, but they're something happened with their truck and that didn't get to happen. That money that we passed was $14,000. $14,000 to have the food truck come once a week. Now, you pay $30 a semester for student activities fee. So I don't know what 14,000 divided by 30 is, but that's basically what, you know, um, that's what uh, students were paying for that food truck to come. So it's things like that. Um, Going back, I just, it makes me realize again how, you know, yeah, 466. So that puts things into perspective. Uh, but it just goes back to, you know, I'm happy that I'm here and I'm happy that I have at least tried to make an impact. It's up to what other people to decide whether they believe we've made an impact. Uh, USG doing this stuff but I always think it's important to put yourself in someone else's shoes and try to understand where they came from because not everyone grew up like you and that really that opened my eyes coming here was you know not everyone is as fortunate as I am and if you go to stores a lot of people are fortunate in stores <laughs> so I even get that experience at where my hometown is it had me coming here to this campus and figuring that out yeah, that's everywhere because I, I can relate to you. Like, I don't have to worry about am I going to eat tonight when I go home either. That's been that way my entire life. Mm -hmm. But 
in high school when COVID first hit, I was in 10th grade. And when we went on the hiatus, one thing that crossed my mind just randomly, I'm like, I don't eat breakfast at school. I eat breakfast at home. Mm -hmm. But I was like, what about the people that need that food? What about the people that need those two meals a day? School is closed for months now. And I'm like, where are they getting their food from? That right there was their their ticket for most of the year of them getting some food. But now that's closed, where are they getting it from? Yeah, so it, it, it does open your mind when you think about it. When you come from a fortunate background or a more fortunate background than others, I feel like it is important to just shed light on it because you don't know what it's like. No. So, you know, so everyone needs help here and there. But the thing is, the people that need help, they don't ask for it yeah. because they feel like um, it's embarrassing or they feel ashamed. Where the thing is, those are the people that actually need the help because those are the most kindest, most polite yep. people that you'll ever meet compared to people who are rude and you don't want to help them. But the people that are silent, those are the people that deserve help. Exactly. 100%. And it takes, you know, good people to go and find those people that need help and representing those people, which I think in our country today is lacking a little bit. I think, you know at even a city a, t a state level that might be lacking a little bit too in putting people in positions that you believe are going to help you and want to work with you with you with you is an important not for you but also with you and coming back to your own district whether you know one thing that kind of bothers me a lot is politicians um they will spend most of their time at whether it be the state capital or at our capital in the united states washington dc and not come back to their home state district and talk to the people that elected them to that office and one thing that i don't get is how that can be happening right and they and you like for example my state representative in Mansfield, their only job <laughs> is to represent Mansfield because Mansfield's so big. So we have one state rep that just represents Mansfield. I can count on the number, I can count on one hand, five fingers, how many times I've seen this man in Mansfield. Maybe that's just because I'm not looking in the right places. <laughs> but, you know, in a place like Mansfield, you should be able to go and knock on people's doors. Now, Mansfield is very democratic. Um, you know, the person that we have representing us now is runs unopposed every year. But that shouldn't take away from the fact that you should still go talk to your um, constituents. And I think a lot of these people in these higher leadership positions could come to a college government and maybe learn a couple of things when it comes <laughs> to talking to their constituents. Because we talk to our constituents which is our fellow students all the time at this campus and i get yes it's like a micro level in the amount of people but there's 1300 undergraduate students here on campus right that's not much different from a small town some towns have more people have less people than kids coming here to yukon hartford which isn't even the main campus in stores which has ton way more people um so i think that's an important aspect too is just understanding who's representing you um and you know it's their job to come out and see you because like you said there are people that are scared to come out and be that leader for their other people but it shouldn't be that it should be also people coming to you and asking you hey what can i do to make a difference in your life right now and that yeah you're you're absolutely right w with that because even in high school um my good friend she was the president of our senior class mm -hmm. um my friend faith she was she was the president and people used to always come up to her saying you know we want this or we think that things should be run this way and she would constantly have meetings with our principal in the um the board of our school trying to get things done and the reason why she did that is because she remember that the reason why she is president is because we voted her president 
like you said, if you're a politician, the least you can do is go back every once in a while. You don't have to keep mm -hmm. going back like frequently, but every once in a while, go back and see what are the people looking for because you wouldn't be in the position that you're in without the support of them. Because like you said, they can vote you in and they can vote you out. Yeah. So if my job is to represent you, how am I doing my job if I'm not even asking you what are we doing well and what can we improve yeah. on? Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. 1,000%. We're just having a, a side note um, laugh for a second. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think I really enjoyed this conversation with you guys. Again, thank you so much for having me on. I really, thank really you so appreciate much for coming it. On. Um, you guys do great work i listen to your podcast that you have put out love them um but yeah thanks for having me and i'm glad that we had this conversation um if you guys have any questions about usg at all you can reach out to me um my email is andrew.lanza and d-r-e-w.l-a-n-z-a at uconn.edu um, my Instagram is Lonza.Andy if you want to shoot me a follow on there. Really appreciate it. Um, also shoot USG a follow as well. UConnHartford.USG. Um, and while you're at it, follow the AAC as well. Throw that in there for you guys. And for those who go here at the um, Hartford campus, if you don't know who Andy is, Andy is the USG president. But also, he's the guy with glasses that says hi to everyone in I the also, building. I also work at the Center for Career Development here. So if you guys want your resume looked at, come see me. I will make your resume look popping. That's another thing. If you go to Wiley's office, you'll see him there too. Absolutely. So you will see this guy at some point. So he'll say hi to you when he sees absolutely, you. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and thank you, Huskies, for tuning in to another episode of Hear Me Out, Huskies. This will be our final episode for this semester, but don't worry, we'll be back bigger and better next semester. Remember, we are students today, but Huskies forever. Good luck on your finals and have a great winter break. Until next time, Husky out.